0: The squad. personal legends Paul Merson John O'Shea and Wes Brown are coming to Dublin it's an exclusive off-air event so if you want to be there get on to offtheball.com forward slash events just eat the official food delivery partner of the UEFA Champions League OTB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition available now now, we're turning our attention to hurling and it is going to be some weekend in the Munster Hurling Championship. I'm delighted to say Limerick legend Joe Quaid is with us. Joe, good morning to you. How are you? All good, Joe. Um, how how do you feel about how Limerick are going at the moment in the championship as opposed to on, on the year to date? What's your assessment of where they are?
1: Look, I suppose every day that Limerick vote, there's a, there's a target on their back, the same as any champions. Um, every team is going to bring their A game. Uh, Every team has, I suppose, tried to devise a a strategy now to beat them. Um, A lot have tried. Uh, Some have got really, really close, but nobody has kind of figured it out yet, I suppose. From a Limerick perspective, I would be happy in one sense that we got the win last weekend. But with the performance, I don't think they were as sharp. I think they were a bit sloppy at times, and we were very, very lucky to get over the line. But I think John Coady alluded to that people were writing off Waterford. Waterford have been probably as consistent as Limerick without getting over the line over the last few years. They've been in all Ireland semi-finals, finals. Um, so they're, they're not a bad team. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be hitting the panic buttons in Limerick yet.
0: Uh, I, I'm sure I I don't, I don't think anybody will. It's um it's more that sloppiness and kylie afterwards when he was talking about it was seemed genuinely angry and maybe look some of that's performative and some of that is a message to his players and it felt like he thought that maybe some of that complacency was seeping in and you can be sure that that, they you know that leadership group are so experienced they're also so talented that they're not going to allow that to happen for a second week so what do you want to see in terms of performance and sharpness and the absence of the sloppiness how how do you make that how do how do you see that happen this week
1: Look, that, that just happens because of, of lack of concentration. Um, as you say, complacency kicks in, it kicked in at times. We weren't, um, as sharp. We weren't delivering the ball as clean. We weren't breaking tackles the way we used to. No, a lot of it was, was down to Waterford and, and, uh, the challenge that they brought. But I suppose that challenge can only last for so long. Claire brought it last year. The one thing about this Limerick team is when, they they seem to be hitting a dip. Whether it be after a game, they can recover massively for the next game. Or whether it's during a game, um, they seem to be able to readjust. Like you you take last last weekend, they missed the penalty. I think within a minute or two, they were down to fourteen men, but yet they reeled off the next three points. Um <clears throat> they've just had an an unbelievable knack of of managing their uh the on field side of it themselves, but look at the, at any stage, any team can be beaten. It's it's why we love sport in general. Um, you take the the mead ladies footballers, go back a few years ago, they were never even heard of, then they go and do what they did. So there's no team out there invincible. And we all thought Dublin would win 10 All Islands in a row, they, they were brought down. Um, so look. I think John Cody it was probably a perfect storm for him last weekend in that there's two points on the board, but he has a massive stick to go back and beat the players with uh, this weekend and work on, and I suppose, the mental side of it. No one will ever question their, their work rate. No one will ever question you know, their fitness, but it, it's just the, the mental aspect of the game and, and how they prepare, prepare themselves, I suppose, for a titanic battle because while it's not absolutely necessary clear a win i know teams have got through with four points before but you lose your first two matches you're you seem to be definitely behind the eight ball so i'm i'm expecting clear to bring an absolutely massive challenge the weekend
2: is there an ulterior motive joe to those John Kylie comments and i say that in respect to Limerick's success and sometimes when, when a team almost becomes uh, so successful you have to find new ways of going back to the well and finding motivation uh, each year at the start of the campaign uh, and there's a bit of a siege mentality because you, his comments here listen let's be honest about it there was some amount of bullshit spoken about our team and the season ahead this week and the week before is that a, a, a siege mentality thing to get the the motivation into the players heads do you reckon?
1: I don't think so look we've all listened to John Kiley's interviews over the years and you know, there, there's no kind of I'm saying nothing about that. or mm. you know, Brian Cody type. Uh, yeah, we'd like to congratulate the opposition, and that the one thing about John is he speaks from the heart. Um, so I I, w- I would trust John enough to think that's how he felt. Um, will that pass through to the players? Absolutely. Um, is he sending a message out to the players? Yes, by the interview, but I. Think they won't be left in in any doubt when they they met after the first night after training or in the dressing room after the match to their standards. Look, they set their own standards themselves, and their standards are are ridiculously high. So I don't even think John will will need to uh will, will need to say a whole pile to them. I often see him around Limerick. They they'd be out having a coffee or a, that in pods and that. And to be honest, I'd say That would be a lot of the discussion between themselves even, right? What went wrong? I think a lot of them would even do a bit of self-reflection and go, okay, what did I do wrong? What did I do well? What do I need to improve on and how do I need to do it? And look, they have, I suppose, in uh, in the background, they have probably Caroline Curran that anybody that was feeling a bit left down by themselves and their performance, I'm sure she's at the end of the phone to uh, offer a bit of guidance on, okay, that's gone park it how do we get better for next week
0: uh, Joe talking to various people in the aftermath of the game as well Waterford and Davy present a particular challenge that not many other counties are going to be able to replicate so Clare won't be able to play exactly the same way that Waterford did and, and nor should they um, but it, it's it's not actually the worst thing for Limerick to have had the jeopardy that they had last weekend to go down to 14 men to have somebody offer them a different challenge when it comes to puckouts. Uh, basically man marking Barry Nash so the short puck out was gone down that particular side and when the long ones were there that there was a massive competition for it so basically Limerick didn't have it all their own way and had to think their way through it a little bit fortunate a little bit unfortunate I'm I'm either with the sending off if you think that way or the fact that Gerard Hegarty's first yellow was for Mountain and the fact that they missed the penalty which isn't going to happen again so all in all it's not the worst situation for them to be in where they've had to think their way through come through that and there'll be a little bit of confidence heading into next week
1: absolutely as I said just probably the perfect storm facing into the Clare match I I think bar a couple of players um, I I don't think anyone can turn around and say yeah that was my best performance Um, look sport it turns no one knows better than me a five minute spell in a game can change a change change a lifetime not to mind uh, a, a game but like, if that penalty had gone in, then the the melee probably wouldn't have started. The sending off wouldn't have happened. We would have probably pushed on. It's all ifs and buts. Yeah. You deal with what's there on, on the day. And I suppose that's probably their biggest strength, is their, their ability to adapt. I, I suppose everyone said when the water breaks were there that they went out like machines. They played for 17 minutes. They came back in. Valkan well, reprogrammed them and they went back out again. Um this is proof that they do it themselves. Um you know that they're self regulating, they're able to adapt to different situations. Like yeah, they kept um Barry Nash quiet from the pokouts, but yes, after going down to fourteen men there's our cornerback above putting the ball over the back. Great score as
0: well. Yeah, come here. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what about Declan Hannan's injury? Like of, of all of the players, he's got a, a specific role. And I'm sure somebody else will be able to do a version of it, but um, he's not one of the players. That you're like, oh, there's competition for places there. It's like he's got a role. He's like, you know, genuinely the best at it in the country. And um, is there an obvious way to fix that? Unless
1: we clone him, <laughs> I think. Um, he is he is just the best at what he does. If I suppose if you could ask somebody, what does Declan Hannon do? You, It's it's very hard to put your finger on it, but he is so integral. Like you, you could watch a match there for 40, 50 minutes and all of a sudden the opposition are coming back into the game. You might not have seen Declan Hannon in the game early and all of a sudden then he intercepts a pass or there's a ball to be won, he pops up the field, throws it over the bar. It's it's worth three points. Um, do you know, so can he be replaced? No. But we're we're very, very lucky in that I suppose that back line is so flexible. Like Declan hannan or our captain, or leader, came off. Um Dan Morrissey moved out and we bring on an all star fullback. Do you know, it's it's uh, it's riches that we have. Um, will the team be better with Declan in it? Absolutely. Come here. I was in the Gaelic Grounds last year. After fifteen minutes, and Keen Lynch went off, and we thought, "Oh my God, this is disaster." holiday of the are gone. missing and Peter Casey already. Um, they they do what they did best. Job they adapted. And and I think everybody has a, a huge understanding of every role that everybody plays and if somebody needs a dig out I think they will they won't be found wanting to you know to if Dan is under pressure there which I don't think he will be, will he play the same game as Hannon? No. I don't know anybody in the country that can play the same game as Hannon. I- um he's just he's just gifted.
2: Joe, I was curious to get your, your thoughts as well on the incident involving Geroad Hegarty and the, the member of the Waterford backroom team uh, who it seems is going to get a lengthy suspension for that incident. I know at the GA Congress in February they they brought in this eight-week ban for any physical um, interference by a team official towards a player. This this might be a more lengthy ban. We'll wait and see. But uh, what were your thoughts on, on that particular incident?
1: Look, I suppose tensions are high. I'm sure that man... In- <laughs> After the match, um, well, he didn't seem after the incident to be upset by it, but I'm sure he will after the match. Um, my attitude is: you, you're out in the sideline. We've all seen Davy and and Liam Sheedy and everybody and John Kiley probably, you know, pumping up uh, to opposition players and management and things. But this man came from within the dugout. No, I see a lot of, and I, I'll, I'll use John. Kylie's saying bullshit on, media, on social media, oh Hegarty wasn't shot, it's irrelevant he came over yeah. he interfered with a player, irrelevant of the force it. yeah. it's totally it's the action that, that to me is completely wrong he deserves a lengthy ban out of it um, probably didn't help himself by the way, he was smirking coming off the field, Do you know when, when he was put off uh, probably lost a lot of support for himself because we all know when passions are raised, and that, um, you know, I suppose <laughs> George, you'd have got uh, you'd have got serious odds in the bookie that if there was someone to be sent from the field for an altercation with a limerick player, that it wouldn't have been Davy. I thought
0: he was unbelievably composed, he was, wasn't he, last weekend. I think uh, it surprised a lot of people as well with just how flexible the tactics were and how he got most of those big decisions right and if his team had just had a little bit more composure coming down the stretch then maybe we'd be talking about um, this in a totally different way we'll see what happens this weekend Joe, great to have you with us thanks a million no matter lads, thanks a million OCB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition, available now